Welcome to the midweek edition of Couch Potato Diary, coming to you from the Clearwater Cleaning Solutions broadcast studio. Clearwater Cleaning Solutions is a locally owned commercial and residential cleaning company who specializes in commercial cleaning from shared workspaces and commercial buildings to medical clinics, retail stores, production facilities, and high-rise building maintenance. Check them out online at clearwatercleaningsolutions.com. You can find me on social media, Twitter and Instagram. I'm at primetimeklein, twitch.tv slash primetimepk. You can email the show, couchpotatodiary at yahoo.com. The music provided for this show by Waste to Talent. They got some new stuff out now. Check them out wherever you get music. You can find them online on Instagram at Waste to Talent. There are X's where the A's would be. And you can find their producer on Instagram at Tommy Fresh Music. Today, it is all about the sport of Hockey. Uh, we have in a few moments here Sandra Persina coming up to talk about the Canada US women's hockey gold medal game coming up later on tonight. The Canadian men are done after a loss to Sweden. I just couldn't get into this men's tournament and can't. So it's still going on. They don't cancel it because Canada and the States are done. But it's just, it's not. If you can get into it, fine. I'm not going to, to criticize anyone. For, why would you watch any of this? But it's just, oh man, David DeHarnay had one of the best chances. And I know I really harp on him. I don't know why. But like, it's just, I can't... When they lost in 98, and then the, the World Junior Team goes through a bit of a dip at times, it's okay, well, things need to adjust. When it's this, it's like, okay, well, do we need like a, a senior league in Canada now to compete with the KHL? Like, it's just... it's It's tough to really get too worked up about it from a Canadian standpoint. Would it have been cool if they would have won? Yeah. Is it devastating that they didn't? No. My exact reaction, I watched finally um, the the other day or this morning, and my exact reaction was, huh, oh, like that's that's that, that's the, the most I can muster about this tournament. And I just, I can't wait till we get best on best hockey. In terms of the NHL, the Calgary Flames, once again, the hottest team in the league with a phenomenal win last night. And the, the decision to keep that top line together and move Tyler Toffoli to the third line worked out perfectly. You saw the magic that that top line is able to produce and you see Tyler Toffoli able to produce as well. No one is playing better hockey than the Calgary Flames right now. They are killing teams. So again, like I said before, just be excited if you're a Flames fan. Let yourself fully embrace what these what this season could become because it's the sky's the limit for this hockey team. Speaking of things to get excited for, the Canadian women taking on Team USA tonight. It is the gold medal game. Here to break it all down with us is Sandra Prasina. We are just hours away from another gold medal tilt between Canada and the United States in women's hockey. And here to break it down with us is Sandra Prasina. Sandra, thank you very much for doing this today. I really appreciate it. My pleasure. Thanks for having me, Peter. It is the, the safest bet in maybe sports that you're going to get Canada against the United States for an Olympic gold medal or a world championship gold medal or any tournament they are playing in gold medal. And yet it's always exciting when it's happening. I am buzzing getting ready for tonight's game. Yeah, actually, I'm kind of nervous. I've got the nerves going a little bit. It's one of those things where you may as well flip a coin to see who wins this game because there's really not a whole lot that separates these two teams going into the final. Um, coming off of that last game, I would love to say that uh, the better team won and Canada clearly dominated en route to a victory. Uh, that I, I believe that would be factually incorrect, though. I, mm -hmm. I think if you were to, to judge this based off of like fighting criteria instead of a hockey score, uh, Canada might have finished second in that game. But holy cow, Debian stealing the show. Uh, I guess uh, before we get too far into tonight's game, what did you make of the first contest between Canada and the States in Beijing? 
Exactly that. On Renee Debian putting on an absolute clinic. Highlight reel save after highlight reel save. And that's really no shock. She's an incredible, incredible goalie. NCAA record for shutouts, both men and women. I mean, her, her career is just wonderful. So what's really neat tonight is it's probably going to be Alex Rigsby. Uh, we know her as Rigsby. She's now Alex Cavallini, a one-time member of the Calgary Inferno, but one-time teammate of on Rene Debien in Wisconsin. So bit of an interesting, it was almost like protege and understudy for some time. So I think that's a really neat storyline to follow in that. But yeah, this has been, there are many good players and players who have really taken, taken the sports world by storm and only casual followers of women's hockey uh, Sarah Fillier, Brianne Jenner, really having just uh, a wonderful tournament. To many of us, doesn't surprise us, but maybe to the first-time followers, it does. But Anne Renee deserves to be in that conversation with with the uh, with those two. It's probably as well as Sarah Nurse as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she she has been unbelievable. I mean, Canada's got like 150 goals in this tournament. Everyone's been awesome. Yeah. Um, yeah. But going into to this one, where where would you like to see Canada improve from that last game against the States? You know, it's not even the one against the States, Peter, that game against Switzerland, the most recent one that that put them through to this gold medal game. I thought things were getting a little loosey-goosey in their own zone. And I wasn't crazy about that because something the Canadians have really prided themselves on is just having just just being solid defensively and and the blue liners just doing their job and I know that they want to be active and they want to help on in scoring and in the offensive zone but they have to know when to pinch and they have to be smart about it and I thought they really got away from that versus Switzerland and I certainly don't mean any disrespect to Switzerland their top line was very good put all the points on the board for them but you really shouldn't be letting up those kinds of goals so hopefully they tighten things up tonight and then if we do look back to that American game listen there are many categories I think Canada is better in than USA I think they have more scoring depth I think the goaltending is better but the Americans are faster and it's about figuring out a way for Canada to hone in on that American speed, keep them to the perimeter, keep them to the outside. Don't let them penetrate the middle. Don't let Hillary Knight or Abby rock get a shot in the slot. You just really need to keep everything. So on Renee can see all the pucks and make the saves. We know that she can make. You mentioned her uh, a little bit before, but this really has felt like a, a coming out party for Sarah Fillier, uh, 21 years old, uh, you talk about like team speed. She, she has that in spades. Um, what have you seen from, from Philly? And you mentioned before, not necessarily a surprise uh, to, to people like you who have followed this all year round, but this, this does really feel like kind of a, an international coming out for this player. She was really good at the Worlds. She was playing on a second line with Melody Dau and Natalie Spooner. And I just thought that was such a perfect spit, uh, fit because Natalie Spooner has emerged into an incredibly dominant player in terms of of driving to the net and being in the blue paint a true power forward if -hmm. we can call her that a really a true power forward and when you're playing with somebody like that it creates all kinds of space all kinds of lanes a lot of those goals Sarah's been scoring they're not necessarily dirty goals but she's been able to just look at the puck and take a second look before she lets it go and it's in the back of the net and that's because of the dirty work Natalie Spooner's doing 
So I think as a pairing on that, whatever you want to call it, second or third line, I don't really like in, in the women's game. I don't like giving lines numbers. So we'll call it the Spooner line. This being on that Spooner line has really benefited Sarah Fillier and she is fast. She's smart. She's skilled. And yeah, this is absolutely her coming out art part, excuse me, coming out party. And it's to me, it's almost akin to Vancouver 2010 when this, this certain Marie Philippe Poulin kind of, you know, came onto the scene. Everybody's thinking, who is this girl? Well, here we are 12 years later and she's the goat. And then we have another youngster following in those footsteps. So it's, it's pretty cool to see. And Sarah Fillier is, is one to watch. If people are new to watching women's hockey, she plays at Princeton. So smart on and off the ice. That is absolutely a program to watch. So just keep your eye on her. Remember the name is what I like to say. Uh, the, the other one you mentioned is, is Sarah Nurse, and she leads Canada in points currently go, going into this last game. Um, a lot of competition for that, as we've discussed. That this team's put up a bunch of goals in this tournament. It, has something else with, with Sarah Nurse kind of clicked or just things falling into place? Like, ha, ha, Have you seen something different in Sarah Nurse that's kind of taken her to this next level? I actually thought Sarah Nurse struggled mightily at the Worlds. She was mm. in a fourth, li- fourth line type and here I am saying I don't like to number lines, but she was in more of um, a defensive role and that doesn't suit her. Mm-hmm. So now she's been afforded the opportunity to play on the first line <laughs> <laughs> with Marie-Philippe Poulin and Brienne Jenner, two of the most complete players in the entire world. And that has just benefited Sarah Nurse in spades. She's coming off an injury. She didn't get any real reps leading up to the Olympics in that rivalry series. And to be honest, Peter, it was either between her or um, Victoria Bach for making the roster. Wow. So to me, Sarah has just exceeded, exceeded expectations. And I'm really excited for her because, yeah, she just didn't look comfortable as that you know, a bottom six player. It's just not for her. She's there to score goals. She's there to use her speed and size, her vision. And it's great for her that, that this has happened on the world's biggest stage because people will not forget this performance from Sarah Nurse. One of the other things that's kind of stood out to me about Canada is the the play of uh, what is a, a relatively young blue line. Uh, you mentioned getting a, a little bit loosey-goosey in the last game against Switzerland, but looking up the, the birthdays of, of some of these players hurt my feelings this morning. Um, it, it does it does kind of feel like Canada's in, in pretty good hands with uh, with this blue line, but what have you seen from the, the youngsters on Canada's defense corps? Yeah, imagine how I feel. <laughs> but yeah, absolutely. Uh they have the two veterans in LaRock and Renata Fast who are just just con- incredible pillars of strength. And then you have, I like to call her a veteran rookie, and that is Erin Ambrose, who's already in her late 20s, but she's never played at an Olympics before, and she's just been dynamite. Her journey is, is fantastic. And then Claire Thompson, she is the future quarterback of the power play. She loves to walk the line. She's she's a playmaker. She can come in off the half boards and dish out these incredible assists. So I think the blue line, Ella Shelton, Mike is any heart. Uh, it, it's the blue line. I think has has been a talking point, but it almost seems expected. Okay. Canada is going to have a good blue line, but I didn't think it was going to be this good because of the significant turnover. And 
Gina Kingsbury, who is the director of the women's programs at Hockey Canada, she could have gone the easy way and taken Megan Mickelson because she would be a seasoned veteran who's been through however many Olympics, has so many Olympic medals, and yet she decided to put her faith in these younger players because you have to give these players this rep, this experience, if you want this program to continue to move forward. So I just think 10 years from now, these players are going to have so much experience and they will be bringing up the future blue liners. So yeah, the blue line has been fantastic. On the, uh, on the American side, uh, it seems like it's been a lot of the, the familiar faces, but, but who's kind of stepped up for, for team USA to get them to this point. Yeah. With, with the absence of Brianna Decker, who was hurt in that first game. And uh, just, if I can go just slightly off topic, that really mm-hmm. sucks. Brianna Decker is, to me, one of the top three players in this world. We saw her here in Calgary. I mean, she is incredible. I've always saying that she is the linchpin of the American team. So those are some very big shoes to fill when somebody like that goes down with a significant knee injury. And I hope her, I hope she can come back because hockey is better for her in it. But Abby Rock, because I remember Hillary Knight leading into the world, she had said... you. Abby Rock is going to be the next big, big thing. And at the world, she, Abby was very quiet. But here at the Olympics, she has been wonderful. So to me, Abby Rock is, is the player. If you're like, who, who should I watch on the Americans? That, that's not Hillary Knight. Yeah. Watch Abby Rock. Yeah. Um, I, I was actually going to ask next about the, the effect of Brianna Decker uh, not being on there. Like you said, one of the top players in the world. And you just you hate it when these two teams aren't at 100 percent when they play each other, because it's just it's art when it's out there and everything is clicking. Yeah. Um, but how how big of an impact do you think that is going to be when you see a couple of teams that are this close playing in a gold medal game? Yeah. And this is actually the first time I've thought about that, because she's a big game player. She's clutch. She comes up when, you know, there's 20, 30 seconds left on the clock and you can put her on on a six on five and she's going to score. So I don't know. I don't know. The Americans haven't faced a lot of adversity without her. She's been with that program for like 15 years. It's, it sucks. Like for Mm -hmm. me, just, just as a follower of hockey, not to have her there, it really sucks. And I hope I hope, hope, hope that this isn't it for her because that's a bad injury to come back from. And um, yeah, just on the human side, we got to know her a little bit here in Calgary. She actually, she liked it so much in Calgary that she lived here for a couple of years after playing with the Infernal. Like the city embraced her. Yeah, she loved it here. She was coaching. And then obviously the pandemic came and she wanted to be closer to home. But I have a lot of respect for her. She's going into coaching. She was supposed to coach, uh, be part of the U18s, which as we know, have been canceled and not rescheduled by the IIHF and Luke Tardif. Don't know what's going to happen there, but uh, Brianna has a very bright future as a coach, but she's still got hopefully years to play on the ice. And it would be just such a disservice for us and for fans and for the Americans, just not to have her there. That really, I hate to use the word sucks, but it sucks. Yeah. And we, uh, especially with the, with hockey, we like to think of the Americans as the, the evil ones and the, they're yeah. awful and we hate them, but um, the, the real life aspect of it comes in and kind of clouds that a little bit. It really does. And at the end of the day, these players, they played together, whether it be NCAA, if they played in, U sports or when it was CIS at one time, they played together professionally in the CWHL. 
uh, if people don't know, Marie-Philippe Poulin and Hillary Knight were teammates in Montreal for a number of years. Rebecca Johnston, Blair Turnbull were teammates with Brianna Decker and with Alex Rigsby slash Cavallini for, for, for a year. So there are the connections are wide and deep. Yes, when they pull on their respective jerseys with the Maple Leaf or the Stars, okay, it's we aren't friends. But once that horn is over, I mean, mm-hmm. th- they're all here for the equal goal, and that's to grow the women's game. And if it wasn't for this particular group of players that we're going to see on the ice tonight, I'm not sure where women's hockey would be right now, and I'm not sure where it would be going forward. They are the ones pushing for a league, and they're the ones together pushing for the betterment of this generation that's coming. So, yeah, it's going to be an awesome, potentially 60-plus minutes, but I also like to look at the bigger picture. So Yeah. Um, you talk about where the women's game might be. Uh, a couple of people have said where they don't want it to be, and that that is at the Olympics, <laughs> which uh, just yeah. for the record is completely asinine and is just desperate attempts yep. from bad writers trying to get attention. But um, it, like it, mm-hmm. a lot of these games have not been competitive. That That, that is not yeah. a, a secret. That's not a reason to ban a sport. We wouldn't have golf if Tiger Woods killed it. Um, but in terms of growing the game and kind of getting to that next level where there is a bit more drama than in two of the games, what would you like to see kind of the the next step be for the women's game internationally? Well, I I look squarely and solely at the IIHF right now and Luke Tardif and just saying like, listen, you need to reschedule the 18s. The U18s need to be rescheduled and not so much so for Canada and USA. Canada and USA will be fine. There's tons of money pumped into these programs. They can play each other at nauseum rivalry series. They've got centralization camps. There are people in North America in the right places who care about women's hockey. I don't worry about that. I worry about the Scandinavian. I I worry about the Asian countries. They need to play in these international tournaments to get better. They need to play best on best. And yes, there are professional leagues in Russia and there are professional leagues in Scandinavia, but they're only playing each other. And, the, and, and yes, those might be the best players in those countries, but you're not playing the best players in the world. And that's where this, and again, the pandemic didn't help. I mean, that's right. one of those things that's completely out of your control, right? But the fact that you're not moving heaven and earth to reschedule this tournament really, really, it really chaps me because... We all know the world juniors are going to be rescheduled. Come on. We all, we all know it. Uh, uh, My magic ball is, you know, and I know, you know, when the U18s got canceled and there was all this uproar, I'm thinking to myself, like, where were you people before? Mm -hmm. Just don't support something because it's cool and it's trending on social media. Care because you care. And, and show that you care. And of course, I love the World Juniors as much as anybody. I know it brings in money and revenue, and it's a big hit on TV. But you know why it's a big hit on TV? Because it got put on TV. And we were like, hey, this is something really cool to watch during Christmas and on Christmas, um, sorry, New Year's Eve and into the new year. It became part of a tradition. Yeah. Could you not do something like that with the U18s? It just, it really, really, it bugs me and I have a lot of key words that I'd like to say but I need to keep it professional <laughs> it just it just, I guess my underlying message is show that you care because yeah. it, it was I don't know Peter if you had a chance to see the U18 roster but Jerome Aginla's daughter was on it mm-hmm. Jerome Aginla okay so we're in Calgary legend 
probably the best player to ever put on the flaming sea, two-time Olympic gold medalist. So you're going to see the next generation of, of the Aginla family and you'll probably see the boys, but why can't we see the girl? You know, why can't we see Jade? It, it's just, it, it's so frustrating to me that, you know, there's such this pile on when things are negative, like when the CWHL folded, everybody wanted to talk. Where were you a week before the CWHL folded and you didn't want to talk to me about the Clarkson, not you, Peter, but just, I mean, in general, mm -hmm. why didn't you want to talk to me about the Calgary Inferno winning the championship? Yeah. So show, show that you care all the time. 365. I know women's hockey and a lot of women's sports are niche sports, but it comes down to making them mainstream. Yeah. Making them accessible on TV. Don't put them on some random ass streaming service that nobody can get, or that's geo locked or whatever. Have it. So everybody can consume it and everyone can watch it. And, I'm really excited and I want to give props to the Vancouver Canucks what, for what they've done over the last, what, month? They bring in Rachel Dory, Emily mm -hmm. Castonguay, Cami Granado. So jealous, by the way. I adore Cami Granado. She is just, she is wonderful. I could see in the next little bit, I bet you that Gina Kingsbury gets scooped up. Jen Botterill is probably going to have a job soon in yep. a front office. Angela Ruggiero. Invest in these women, because once you start investing them, you invest in women's sport in general. And I know something, something Emily Castonguay said was that I don't, and, and I'm sorry, I don't know the exact quote, but she said, I don't see things in gender. And I think that's the best thing to happen because with these women at the platform, people will probably and hopefully see that the U18s for the women is just another hockey tournament that we can enjoy. And if yeah. we can get the U18s going again, these other countries can take part. They've made steps. I mean, I kudos to Russia and China and Japan for the steps that they've made, but they need to take another step. Really like what Czechia has done. They need to take another step. So without that kind of competition, without those kinds of tournaments, what do they have to play for? Mm -hmm. They can't just play each other all the time. So... Right. Cause then like you're not seeing like the, that next level that you need to get to. You're just kind of assuming, Oh, maybe we're close. Exactly. And then you finally get to a world's or an Olympics and you're like, Oh shoot, we're going to lose by a 10 spot. And yeah. it's not only bad for the team losing, it does no favors to the team that's winning. You, do, honestly, other than having goal differential, do you think that Canada enjoys filling the net? Like that, no, that's not benefiting anybody other than, yes, padding some stats, but that's not fun for anybody. Mm -hmm. So it, it all starts not so much grassroots, but just that next level, that U18 type level, give them the tournament, let them play, let them learn what, what it's like to have to play every other day and play. It's just, it's such a learning experience. You look back at these U18 rosters and I did. And who played in these tournaments? Jenner, Poulin, Knight, Decker. They all played at the U18s. Right. I mean, it's a very important tournament. So they, that to me is the biggest turning point and point going forward with women's hockey. If we want to see the games improve and fewer people writing junk tweets and junk editorials that I just... <laughs> 
Sorry, I have to watch what I say, but you know, when, when For the record, when, not, you don't have to here if you don't want to. I, I know, but anyway. <laughs> I know it's just, you know, someone, Shannon Sabato said it bet, best. Like she replied to the said editorial writer and said, have you ever, you know, strapped on a pair of goalie pads or played in a game? Like, you don't know. Mm-hmm. It, the, the peanut gallery can comment, but don't give it any, any credibility. Like, come on. Yeah. So. Um, a couple of things. One, I appreciate a couple of times in there, you mentioned professionalism and I have toy wrestling belts hanging up over there. Um, so there's a bit of a contradiction going on here, yeah. uh, but no, you're right. And it's just like the, the thing that always gets me, like you're not, no other area of sports has the opportunity to create viewers like women's sports says right now, no one's just going to yeah. turn on the TV. Oh, what's this NFL thing? You know, like th- those sports, mm-hmm. uh, maybe a, a little bit of fluctuation here and there, but no other sport has the the growth potential and the investment potential that women's sports has right now. And it's mind boggling to me that people don't see that. I just think of the ratings from the Olympics last summer. Mm-hmm. Women, the gold medal soccer game ratings were through the roof. The world's had the gold medal game in Calgary, Canada, USA at the world's great ratings. And I guarantee tonight, even though, the time zone probably sucks for those people out east. Yeah, they'll be staying up oh, to yeah. watch this game. And I think at, once everything is tabulated after the Olympics are done, probably the women's hockey game will have the highest viewership. And I can I can say that with sincerity. Mm-hmm. Uh, a couple more things uh, before I let you go. And I appreciate you, you taking some time today. Um uh, obviously women's hockey front of mind right now, but the the local hockey team here here in Calgary playing out of their minds. I, I, I'm hoping you've had oh, at least a couple yeah. of opportunities to, to see what the Calgary Flames have done in the last um, few weeks here. Yeah, that's been fun. It's been a fun ride. And it was really just interesting hearing people's reaction to the Toffoli trade. I thought mm-hmm. that was just fascinating where you're like, it, it, it made sense. You heard rumors about it rumbling last week. And when it came to fruition, you're like, yeah, okay, that makes a lot of sense. I think it's a great fit. He looked uh, albeit I'm sure he's tired just given how many games he's played in the last week and the travel and the whirlwind of, of getting traded across the country. But he fit in really well on that third line with, with Dylan Dubé and Sean Monaghan. And let's be honest, those two need a bit of a spark. And if that spark is Tyler to if that spark is Tyler <laughs> to Foley, then uh, I mean, that goal was, was sublime. Yeah. He, it, it was like, he was channeling his inner figure skater last night and he's like on his edge and, yeah. And just going in on Merzlikens, but yeah, great goal. I think everybody's bought into Daryl Sutter. And I know watching his media availabilities, he doesn't give much to the media. He doesn't care for us. And that's just Daryl being Daryl. But you know what? He cares about this team. He cares about the product that he puts on the ice. He, he still wants, even though that there's, there is, it's funny. When he first got hired, he said, there's not a lot of elite talent on this team. And yet, He's coached arguably the best line in hockey. Mm -hmm. Statistically, I'd probably say it's there. You've got career years coming for a number of players. I remember the year started and I was like, oh, this black hole, that's going to be Eric Branson and and on that third pairing. And it's just like with Zadorov. And I thought to myself, what is going to happen there? It's been fascinating to watch their progression. Daryl actually is giving them more and more minutes because he's, he's starting to trust them. So when you have six blue liners that can roll like that, that are interchangeable, somebody like Rasmus Anderson seems to have really, really blossomed under Daryl's tutelage, especially on that first power play unit, which the question always was, who's going to be the quarterback? 
Oliver Shillington, another story of this season where, okay, what's he going to do with his added minutes? And he's just run with it. Uh, Chris Tanev has been, uh, as advertised, Chris Tanev is Chris Tanev. So I think not being a Cal- you take me being a Calgarian out of it. I think people have a lot to be excited about right now. Like if, if you're, Peter, we're living in such a weird time right now. There's so much divisiveness in the world. So if you can find something really positive to latch on to, latch on to the Flames. This is really yeah. cool. This is a great run that they're on potentially. Uh, I'm not sure. Well, yeah, I guess you're going to air this today. So they're playing the Ducks tonight, potentially eight wins in a row. Regardless of what happens, this has been a really, really nice run for the team. And yeah, just just embrace it because it's not often that you have all of your Ducks in a row and things are aligned as the season goes on. There's been so much talk about Vegas and, and Edmonton, but uh, Calgary has really made the Pacific its own, I, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and last one for you here, uh, Eric Kareen from the uh, athletic, he covers the Raptors. He, he tweeted out, sure. The men's hockey team and curling team are, are hanging by a thread right now, but we're more of a soccer nation anyway. Uh, <laughs> and it's kind of felt like that yeah. over the last little bit with the, the men's team. Well, what, as, as someone who, again, has been a big supporter of soccer in this country over the last forever, um, how, how cool has it been to see kind of the men start that journey that the, the women were on uh, quite a few years ago? Yeah, it, it's amazing to see people come together and, and build on this excitement. And I just have to say, John Herdman, he is he is the catalyst. He was the catalyst for the women. Bev Priestman continued it. John is now the catalyst for the men. And he's got this buy-in factor where it's all or nothing. Either you're with us or you're not. And something Milan Borion said after that game in Hamilton, and I, I think he it was his dad's birthday, he... He was playing in his, his home. As you know, he's a, he comes from an immigrant family from the former Yugoslavia. He said, this country gave me everything. And he's, you know, he's in this media veil. He's got the Canadian flag draped against his back. And that's all I needed to see. He said, John Herdman has had us all buy in. We are here for this country. We are here for the fans. You have our back. Now we're going to put on a show. And you've got you know, Jonathan, David, Kyle, Laren. I know Alfonso Davies hasn't been there for the last couple of games, and I don't know if he'll be available for the next window here, but how can you not get excited? 1986 was a long time ago, a long time ago. And there's one of those things that we talk about, something else positive to latch on. Latch on to that. Mm -hmm. Soccer is a sport that, that doesn't see, soccer doesn't see in money in a sense that anybody can pick up a soccer ball and play it. You don't need to book ice time. You don't need to buy hundreds of dollars worth of equipment. You can just kick a ball around. And I think it's a very unifying sport. So embrace this because we're, we're seeing something really special. And once that little X is by their name, I think we're at what 99.9% of Canada going to Qatar. Enjoy it because there's a generation of fans that have never, ever seen this team in a world cup. Yeah. Yeah, it's going to be crazy. And uh, it feels like we can talk about how it's going to be crazy, not like, oh, wouldn't mm-hmm. it be crazy uh, if that happened? Yeah. Uh, Sandra, thank you so much for for taking the time. For people who are just listening, uh, Sandra's doing this from her car. Um, so I, I, great, <laughs> I, I, I greatly yeah, yeah. appreciate uh, you, you taking some time to do this today. Uh, enjoy the game tonight, and I'm sure we'll be chatting again soon. Yes, my pleasure, Peter. Thank you for having me. 
So there you go. Once again, thank you to Sandra Persina for stopping by today. That interview virtually conducted in the Clearwater Cleaning Solutions broadcast studio. Give the gift of time during the month of February. Call in and book a residential cleaning for someone you love and get 14% off when you call in to 403-274-3998. Mention you are phoning about the Clearwater Cleaning Solutions Valentine's promotion. That's going to do it for the program today. Thank you all so, so much for tuning in. Um, you can find me on social media, Twitter and Instagram. I am at PrimetimeKlein. Going on twitch.tv slash PrimetimePK. Looking to do this every day now. Uh, noon today, we are going to be continuing the Women's World Hockey Championship that's on the NHL video game. On Thursday, we will be doing... Um, our Flames all-time franchise. That's going to be continuing at 10 o'clock on Thursday. And on Friday, uh, we are looking to do the Blue Jays all-time franchise. That time is to be determined because have a couple of interviews coming up for Friday's show. Coming up on Friday's show, uh, we tentatively have some plans to, to interview someone about the, the Cody Rhodes situation, a, a media member. So we're going to be looking at that. And also we have Karen Peterson on I really want to get into what a number of other wrestling promotions are doing, except for WWE and AEW, because there's a lot of very good wrestling on. And last year was the year of stardom, so Karen helps us really break it all down and, and give us kind of a beginner's guide to stardom. So that is coming out on Friday as well, along with a lot of UFC stuff and a little bit more from the Super Bowl. Thank you all so, so much for tuning in. You can always email the show, couchpotatodiary at yahoo.com. Check out Wasted Talent. Check out their producer on Instagram, at Tommy Fresh Music. We had no idea. We're delaying it by a day. It's going to come out tomorrow morning, so watch out for that. All right. There's a lot of me coming out. I'm going to talk to you all later. I'm out. <laughs>